You are listening to Connect, Inspire, Create, and welcome to the next episode. I am your host, Carol Clegg, your accountability and productivity coach, sharing tools and topics on how to focus on simply establishing the foundation of your business, focusing on mindset, management and marketing, and helping you track the progress. Our conversations include entrepreneurial journeys others have taken, marketing advice, and so much more. And now, on to the conversation. Welcome to episode 109 of Connect, Inspire, Create. Today, we are going to be focusing on how positive intelligence can help you be happier, more creative, and more productive. I am joined by my guest, Jessica Connolly. And Jessica, I never checked in with you how to pronounce your last name. Have I done that correctly? (laughs) Wonderful. Well, welcome. It's lovely to have you join me today. And um, it's been a day of tech challenges. Um, You know, both Jessica and myself were just coming in and out with certain things that have happened. And it's just, it's always, it's okay. (laughs) We just have to remind (laughs) ourselves it's absolutely okay. We'll get through that. But I'd love to just introduce Jessica to you. So Jessica is a writer, a coach, a speaker, and a founder of The Creative Apprentice. And as she says, she likes to share, she spends her mornings writing and her afternoons are dedicated to helping other creatives own their worth. Love the way you divide up your day because it's so, so important. She simplifies their business practices. She coaches them through limiting misbeliefs and connects them with a supporting community. All right. So I am your host, Carol Clegg, and I work with women solopreneurs to find an effective accountability structure to help you make progress on what matters and unpack and teach you the tools that you need to support you in your business system. As I mentioned, I have a little bit of a selfish motivation because I want you as my listeners to find out more about positive intelligence and PQ. I'm a newbie to this all, and I am in the middle of the grant program for coaches. Jessica's a little further ahead of me, and I just am so inspired by what I'm learning. So this is a super timely conversation, and I cannot wait to dig in. So welcome, Jessica. It's wonderful to have you here. You too. And I'm so excited to talk about positive intelligence because this is the first interview where I've really got to dig into it with somebody. So I just like can't wait to share everything and, and find out what you're liking about it and how it's impacted me. So uh, I'm so excited. And I just I think it's going to be so valuable to others that that listen to this. I mean, Shazad gives so much to his community. And that alone, the people that I have met along this beginning journey have just been a community that I've wanted to get to know. Mm-hmm. And so that alone has just been such a draw factor. But yeah. before we dig into learning more about this PQ and positive intelligence that you'll hear Jessica and myself talk about, I'd love to ask you, Jessica, some just off-the-cuff questions so that my listeners can get to know a little more about you. Let's do it. All right. So the first one is, who has been the kindest to you in your life? 
in my entire life? At any stage. So that could be right now if you reflected back and last week there was somebody who was like, mm, this sits with me. Or if you want to go back to being a child and you remember wherever that sits with you, but just that who's been kindest to you? The person who came to mind right away is actually one of my business partners at The Creative's Apprentice, and her name is Natasha Hanova. And um, so as two years ago is when I got the idea for my company. And then about three months later, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and then she was dying over the next 16 months or so. And so Natasha taught me so much about how to be kind to myself in a very emotionally, I mean, one of the most trying times I will ever experience in my life. And she didn't just teach me by saying, you know, it's okay to take a day off from work or it's okay for us to not launch as quickly as we want or all that kind of stuff. She's so good at modeling it to herself and knowing when she needs to be kind to herself and and informing other people, like I need to just, you know, take care of myself today. And she taught me to be kind by being kind to herself and being a role model to it. So I'm just so grateful that she wanted it on my business when I started it. But the more I get to know her and the more we work together, she's just a fantastic human being. And her kindness starts with herself, but then that just radiates to everybody she works with. And it's fantastic. How powerful is that? It's just somebody modeling that for you and to give you permission, because I have read on your website about your journey and very brave and and love the way you, the story that you tell about that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and the importance that we need to be kind to ourselves and that way we can, we can journey with others. So thank you for sharing that. My next question for you is what's something people would be super surprised to find out about Jessica? Super surprised. When I turned 25, I decided I should go skydiving. And I I didn't have anybody who wanted to go with me. I was working in insurance at the time. And I asked everybody in the office if people wanted to go. And like 15 people are like, yeah, I want to go. And then the day of, only two of us were there. So I did that for my 25th birthday. Just I don't know why. I just felt like Good. something I needed to do. So. Would, you, would you do it again? Yeah, I didn't. I Okay, this is the thing. I didn't mind doing it and it was fine and everything. But what I thought as it was happening, so many people go through that experience and they're like, this is the best thing of my life. This is so amazing. And like I landed and I thought, I think my adrenaline is broken. I don't think I process things properly because it was great and it was fine and it was exciting or whatever. But I was like, okay, I did that now. So um if somebody really wanted to, I would, but I'm not like eager to do it. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, the reason I asked that is it's been something on my bucket list in you know, 18, 19. Um, and my husband has jumped, my daughter and my son. And it's like, mm, not for me, not now. <laughs> so That's fine. yeah, I'll let, I'll let you and the others do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start digging into positive intelligence. And I know that you know, our subject matter is, yes, once we, I'd love for you to explain a little bit more behind that, but being happier, more creative and more productive is something that we all basically are searching for, but in the right area, not stressed. Yes. So come and tell us more about how this, tell us the journey, tell us where sure. you started and, and how mean- it's playing into your life and your business it 
showed up at the perfect time for me. So I, uh, like I said, my mom had gotten sick and I went out and got certified as a life coach. And one of the people I'd gone through my certification with found out about the PQ grant program. And so she said she was going to do it. Why don't we try it? And I was like, okay. And it was, you know, I was still taking care of my mom and it was a really highly stressful part of my life. And so those first six weeks, Shirzad, and this is what everybody would go through. You don't have to be a coach. This is what I go, what we put our clients through. And it's a six-week self-paced kind of program where Shirzad teaches you a little bit every week, but then every day there's this practical application and there's an app on your phone that helps you reminder, remind you to do PQ reps. And what I found was that while I was taking care of my mom, I was so stressful and I was so worried about everything. But immediately when I started implementing the PQ system, I was able to self-regulate a lot better. And I was able to start focusing on what I needed for me as well as how to take care of my mom. But um, it just... And the other thing is, is I knew my mom was dying and that was sad and it was emotional and it was stressful, but I also knew I still had time with her and I wanted to enjoy it and be happy. And I think what PQ really helped me do was find those present moments of being like, even though this is sucking, like this is bad, there were still all these super beautiful moments along the way. And what PQ did was it helped me really focus and be present in those moments and live and experience that to the full extreme. And then when I was in the negative times, it let me let go of them faster. And it was like, okay, yes, this is the moment and it's hard and it's stressful, but there's maybe a gift of learning in here, or there's a gift of inspiration. There's something that I'll be able to get out of this situation. And I can't see it now necessarily, because when you're in it, you can't always see it. But the fact that what he taught me, what Shirzad had taught me was so instantly impactful. I trusted him when he said, there's going to be a gift and an opportunity when you come out the other side of it. And so it just, it helped me through those months in such an important way. And so then when they're like, Hey, we're doing coach certification. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Sign me up. I want everybody to go through this. It changed my life immediately. And then I started with my clients and it was the same thing with them. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you know, I'm now in that early part where you are, we're sort of four weeks in, um, but that, that permission to take time sometimes to look for the gift. So I am sure that, you know, you're still processing the loss of your mom and moving you know, through that, and it might not come to you for a long, long time, but you were given the gift at least to be aware of being conscious and, and being more present. Um, I've certainly helped, it's helped me just in these early stages. And as I say, we're only a handful of weeks in, but processing anxiety, um, the, the negative self-talk, yes. which is off the chart, yes. um, you know, and, and it, it's an ongoing journey. But I would love to know, how have you now sort of brought that round? So you started off, you became certified. How do you help your clients from a creative point of view? When um, Because that is your field as you're working with creatives. How does that play into helping them be more creative? Well, I'm still going through the certification process. So it's like seven months long. And what I find is the depth of, it's like you can just go deeper and deeper and deeper with it. But specifically regarding creativity, one of the things that I think creative people are hardwired for is a, a 
an aspect called ideaphoria, where we just have a lot of ideas all the time. And, and we can get, we'll be really excited about something, but then it's like, ooh, shiny, I kind of want to go do this. Ooh, shiny, I kind of want to go do that, you know? And so one of the things that I think positive intelligence helps me do and helps my clients do is it helps us really tune into what the most important thing is to focus on right now and listen to our own inner voice about, is this the right project at the right time? And am I putting my energy where it needs to be? Or am I investing it in something and kind of losing my energy to something that doesn't maybe have a significant impact as I want it to? And the way that positive intelligence helps with that is, um, and I don't know how familiar your audience is with PQ, like, have are they familiar with it at all? Or I don't necessarily think so because it's you know it's new to me. It's it's come okay. across my radar, um, but it's certainly something I'm going to include and incorporate. So no, and yeah, I just love getting the word out. So yeah, go right. ahead and and share as much as you feel would be helpful for them to know. Right. So one of the things that the PQ does right up front is they have you do an assessment about your saboteurs. And basically there's 10 thump common thought patterns that we have and they fall into like people pleasing or avoiding or judging yourself, all these different types of things. And what I have found is PQ gives you a way to identify when it's a self-sabotaging voice you're hearing versus that calm inner place where it's truly authentic you. And in PQ, they call that your sage self. And what I love about it is once you start identifying like, oh, that's not really me talking. Like this is just conditioned behavior where my family taught me this or the society I grew up in, or I worked in corporate a long time. And that's kind of corporate carryover voices still talking in there. And when you realize and ask yourself, like, is that really me talking? PQ gives you a second to just pause and do a PQ rep, which is kind of a physical interrupt where you really get into your body. You really focus on the person you're talking to. Maybe you look at the environment and that little physical interrupt gives you a second to kind of pause and catch your breath and kind of reground yourself to yourself. And then it lets you kind of switch gears to be like, hey, what do I really want? What does Jessica really want? Not all of these voices and conditioning and all of these behaviors. And it just, it does such a good job of building it into every day in the middle of real life process. It's just phenomenal in so many ways. And I hear you bringing that in to, when you say the creatives having a million ideas. I think I'm guilty of that as well. But it yeah. is when you bring in these PQ reps that you can just center yourself. And I, I look at it as just giving our poor brains a break. <laughs> They need some space. It's like, I don't, you know, he talks about we're building a muscle and and the muscle is going to take time to be built. But if you think about it, we're not lifting weights all the time or we're not running all the time. And so we really do need to take some of this time out, you know, to be able to go, hmm, is this the best idea for me to be pursuing? Mm -hmm. And I, I want to come back to something in that because we're talking about community and, you know, and being productive. But we also spoke about, and it's all around creativity, and you know, it's not necessarily separated because everybody has a creative yes. side to them. Um, and I think sometimes when we can get in touch with that creative side, it's so rewarding. It's an area of play. It's an area of, you know, I use a Trello board to start up my day. And the funny thing is, is I have my first thing is 15 minutes of creative time. And what does 15 minutes of creative time look like? It's different for everybody, but we do need to give ourselves permission to play. 
Um, I, I think that's so important. But we had a question I wanted to just ask you is finding bravery. So you've had this journey, you've been in corporate, you've had, a, you know, as you say, starting a business while being with your mom and knowing that you were going, that she was going to be passing on. How do you find bravery to pursue these creative dreams with all life, all that life throws at us? When I left corporate, it was not a matter of bravery. It was a matter of self-preservation. And people tell me I was brave but it did not feel like that in the moment. So I had started working corporate jobs when I was 15. I got like an office job. And so for the next 20 years, I was in corporate environments of one way or the other. And I am inherently a creative person. And the corporate environments I found myself in were not conducive to letting me express myself in ways that helped me mentally process things. And so how I responded over time was I ended up shutting down all emotion. Like I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't process anything. It was a very, now that I'm older, it's it's kind of like a trauma-based reaction where you just suppress everything. And so there was one day I was, it, something had happened. My boss had asked me to do something that I did not agree with. And I felt like it was not a, not a, it was not a situation that ethically I was comfortable with. And um, I just started crying on the way home. And I I didn't cry at that point in time. I mean, like it had been years and I was like, oh, I think I'm broke. Like something's wrong. And so I, I had for five years, I'd been planning my exit. Like I had, you know, refinanced my house to get a lower house payment. And I looked at my budget and I'd done everything like that. So I knew I was working towards it. But when the actual jump came, it wasn't a matter of bravery. It was a matter of if I stay in this situation, I'm going to lose a part of me that is inherently me. And I do not think I will be able to get it back. And so it was a matter of jumping and then just having a little bit of faith that things were going to work out. And what I assumed was I was going to take, you know, a summer off, which I had never done in my life. The longest I'd ever had was like two weeks off for a vacation. And um, I just kind of fell into a creative career and creative life after that. It, it evolved organically. But when I'm intentionally looking for bravery, the place where I start is actually in my creative work. Because what I find is as I'm writing, especially fiction, um, I will get to point parts in a story where I don't know what happens next and I don't understand. And it feels like everything is broken and every, like, why am I even trying this? This is just complete insanity, you know, and I'm, I call it writing in the dark and it's like, you're bumping into corners and you can't see what's going on. But what I found after over a decade of writing is that I will always hit that point where I don't understand what's going to happen next. But what I know now after 10 years is I will always find my way out of the dark. And I have that faith in myself to get through it creatively. And what I found is the deeper I went creatively, creatively, like the deeper I went into my work and the braver I got in my work, I then found that same bravery in my life. And so I started being brave by pretend by, by having my characters do things that I wanted to do or couldn't do or whatever. And I lived vicariously through my characters. And then what I found was the character I wrote who was like a really strong person and said what they wanted. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a category I want. You know, I want more of that. And then I found myself basically living out my character sometimes and being like, oh, 
what would she do? I'm going to just pretend like I'm her, yes. right? You know? Yeah. And so, so I you stepped into it. You just yeah. stepped into the role and then the role became. Exactly. Uh, that, yeah. No, that's, that's so important because sometimes we do, we have to just take those baby steps in that direction. We can't necessarily take it all on um, yeah. immediately, but I would love to ask you, you know, um, what you shared and what what you how you work with your clients, getting into what your next upcoming project is, what you're excited about, and I also took a peek and I saw that you have a community. So I would love to be able to share those links, um, you know, in the show notes so that people can find out more because I'm hearing that coming around, you know, community connection trust. So I guess first tell me a little bit about the community, and then I'd love to know what upcoming project you're working on and then we'll get into yeah how clients how people can find you yeah so So, tell uh, me about the community community is everything and I really think for people to have successful long-term creative careers or even if you're a small business owner who doesn't consider yourself creative you're still creating something with your business so in order to survive long term having the right community around you is key And so when the pandemic hit, I had a really strong intuition that we were going to be home for two years. And I had already been working from home and I'm an introvert, so I have no problem just sitting in my house all day. But what I found was all of my extrovert friends or my friends with more, you know, jobs where they would go out and interact with people were like, let's Zoom, let's do stuff. I'm like, we didn't hang out this much before. What is going on? So what I did was I set up virtual co-working sessions three times a week, and I run them Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Monday and Fridays, they're from 10 to noon central time, and Wednesdays, they're in the evening from 8 to 10 central time. And what happens is you can come and you can work on anything you want. You don't have to be a writer. Um, We've got writers, we've got artists, we've got musicians, we've got, you know, my cousin's a scientist, she used to come. So you don't have to be a, a creative But what you do want to do is have something that you want to invest your time in. And what happens is the first 15 minutes, we just chat via Zoom. And then everybody just for 45 minutes goes on mute and we work on our own stuff. We take another 15 minute break and then we work for another 45 minutes. And it's a way for people to dedicate time to projects that they want to invest time in. But then also you're surrounding yourself with other people who are committed to building their dreams and that community of people who are like, yes, I'm willing to put in the work. And not only am I willing to put in the work, I see you putting in the work. And when you celebrate, like when you level up, I saw how hard that was and I can celebrate for you and I can promote you. And having that type of community is so important to long-term success. And so that's yeah. through my Patreon. And Lovely. And- so I'll make sure that that's, I have patreon.com and then your name, correct? Okay. So I'll make sure that, mm-hmm. that that link is in there. And yeah, it's a, it's a form of accountability. So I can totally relate to that. What's new? What's on the plate for you? Is there anything you'd like people to know about that you're working on next? Well, I do um, group small group classes of, I call it Slay Your Dream Assassins. And it's my version of PQ. It goes through Shirzad's whole entire program, but it also has some stuff specific to creativity in it. And so it's a little bit of an expansion upon the PQ program. And so we run those monthly. And if anybody wants to go get in, we're totally happy to start it with you. Um, and then honestly, this is so January of 2023, it was my mom had been gone for a little bit now. So like, 
I'm just starting to get my footing again and trying to figure out where the right places to go. So I do have um, some events coming up. If you're a writer, April 27th, I have a workshop through Jane Friedman called Beta Reader Basics, and it's about beta readers. And so that'll be a really fun project. And then I have some some speaking events that you'll find on my website. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. Um, and then coaching is always happening. So Wonderful. I just was going to ask you, how does one find? So we'll just make sure that your website is up there. And then when we move across to social media, where is your favorite place to connect with your community? LinkedIn, actually. So just my All name right. or the Creatives Apprentice also has a page on LinkedIn. One. Oh, it does. Wonderful. All right. Well, I need to make sure that I have everything. I do have your LinkedIn profile. I have the Patreon. Um, and so this is really exciting for creatives and you bringing the PQ into your business and into creatives as, you know, just showing others how you can do this. And so for those that are curious, we'll also put in a link that you can go and find who those saboteurs might be and identify them just so that you can be aware there's always a starting point. So Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Carol. I've had so much fun. Like I said, I love talking PQ. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. So thank you, everybody, for listening to our conversation today. And if you have loved what you've heard and you can think of somebody in your life that might just need to listen to this episode, please do share it with them. And I encourage you, step out, find your own way of connecting inspiring and creating this week that'll bring joy into your world and take an action step for accountability decide on one small step and tell someone that someone might even be yourself just look in the mirror and say I'm gonna do this so until next time take care bye-bye